Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and today we're talking skins matches. We're talking virtual matches, everything that's going on in this new world of golf. And then we're going to debate a little bit some of golf's most contested terms and terminology. So we'll get to that. But let me bring in the crew. Uh, Going around my screen here from top left, it's Mark Immelman. Hey, Mark. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Well, good. Thank you very much. It's sunshiny down here in Georgia. Golf courses are open. Um, I've given a few golf lessons. I've got our team t-shirts in. And so it's a good Monday, man. It is a good Monday. I'll bring in next uh, Greg Ducharme. Hey, Greg. Happy to be here. I can't wait for the the t-shirts. They look great. Nice job, Mark. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for those. I will wear it proudly. And finally, uh, Kyle Porter. Kyle, are you feverishly refreshing Outlaw Tour leaderboards this morning? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Uh, I was, I was delving into the uh, Oklahoma State history books with Matthew Wolf and, and Ricky Fowler on deck for the uh, the match we've got coming up. So, you know, just my usual Monday of going down memory lane with Oklahoma State golf. Well, that's a perfect segue. Thank you. You're a professional. Uh, It's now official. We chatted a little bit about this last week. We speculated on it, but now the match uh, being dubbed as driving relief is official. It's going to be Rory and Dustin Johnson versus Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf. Uh, Greg, let's start with you. Uh, This is the first time we're going to see live golf in, in, in quite a bit. It's going to be an interesting format. It's going to be kind of teams skins play. What are your initial reactions to this now that this news is official? Initial reports were, and again, my, my, um, my thoughts on the initial reports remain true of the teams. I'm, I'm, I have questions about the teams, but I've come around on those a little bit. The other thing, and what stole the show today to me, is that it's happening at Seminole, uh, at Seminole Golf Club, and, and transferring from Admiral's Cove, which is a nice golf course. I've, I've played it. It's a, it's a fine golf course, but it's not, it's not Seminole. And to get to see Seminole, that really to me is going to steal the show. I can't wait to see these guys battling out there. And I, I believe the course really um, ups the event. Now, of course, we're starving for any live golf we can get. We're not going to pass on anything. We're feverishly uh, refreshing Outlaw Tour leaderboards right now. Of course, we would watch Rory and DJ play golf and Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf. Of course, we play, watch them play golf anywhere. But Seminole, that, that's going to really add some, uh, some value for me. So I, I can't wait. That's the big news for me of the day. Was it, wasn't there supposed to be a U.S. amateur there? Oh, is that true? Uh, you're the guy that should be able to give us that information, <laughs> isn't it? I'll, I'll look it up. You guys keep going. I was going to say, I think if you said it, then it must be it's, true. It's we, we trust you he's, on that. He's still a commissioner, isn't he? 
Uh, we haven't taken it away from of everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mark, what's really interesting about this is, you know, they're they're following very strict, whether it's CDC and or social distancing guidelines, which will also translate to the broadcast. So Mike Tirico is going to be at home. Uh, Rich Lerner, Paul Azinger, uh, they're going to be off-site. They're I think there's going to be two on-course reporters. Talk me through how this could how this could look with a production crew kind of all over the place. Well, it works, and it's been proved so by PGA Tour Live, who, when they don't have their major events or their their uh, their large events or the Direct TV events, everything is produced from St. Augustine in Florida where the host and the analyst will sit. There's relief over there. All the production is there. And then there's a remote crew that includes a director, uh, the truck and all the camera people, audio, and then the on-course rover. So live does it week in and week out for the regular PGA Tour events. And they've done it with massive success. I mean, that that product is, is just skyrocketed in terms of popularity doing all the feature groups. So it's been done and PGA Tour Live is involved with us. They'll be providing some of the production help, if I understand correctly. It is an NBC property, as far as I understand, a partnership between NBC and Sky Sports. So, so Live will be involved. They've got the know-how. They've got the means. They've got everything there in St. Augustine they need in terms of the production of the thing. And, and as far as the, the announcing goes, you know, when I've been on a crew in St. Augustine and you're looking at your host, it makes communication easy. It's kind of like this sort of a deal. But with Tariko in wherever he is, and then his analyst is Paul Azinger, you know, that'll be different. But I'm sure it's just like this. When people are on a Zoom call, you can watch your announced colleague. You can see if he's likely to say anything or if he stands back or sits back. So you'll still have some of the, the interaction, I would say. It, it won't seem too clinical. It'll be a little different, I think, to what folks are used to. But, but it, it can be done. And I tell you what. I don't care if there's no announcing. You show me four of these guys around Seminole. Don't give me any sound and I'll be quite happy, to be honest with you. I think that's a really good point because I don't I don't think people realize the PGA Tour live coverage is a perfect example, Mark, that the the engine of that is is not on site at the event yeah. every single week which is a really good point and and yeah to what we do here to uh, to pull back the curtain a little bit i can see visual cues i can see these guys if they want to hop in and jump on a, on a topic so i'm sure there'll be a lot of that that they'll that they'll figure out now Kyle we've gone back and forth over 7 8 weeks when is golf going to return a couple of weeks ago we kind of went on record and said it, will will it be june 11th in texas w will that happen um, to me, this feels like a practice run in some ways, kind of what can we do? I know there's only four guys on, on the course, but like, this seems to be like a very small trial run before we get back to full field PGA tour events. It, it kind of does. Uh, by the way, uh, Walker cup is the event that was supposed to be at Seminole. So uh, 2021 Walker cup at Seminole 2025 Walker cup at Cyprus. How about Ooh. that? Wow. Nice. Dirty. Um, you want to make that team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. You might just, uh, Stuart Hagestead might be on both. He might just, you know, play all these courses over the next 10 years or whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think, I thought it was really interesting that they're having on course reporters that I did not envision that. I, I'm curious to see how 
because it, it, it seems like when you're talking about uh, you can't help but compare this to the Tiger Phil Brady Peyton Manning match. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this is a much more uh, PGA Tour centric like like the PGA Tour is kind of around this one, whereas the Tiger Phil seem like kind of them doing their own deal. Not that the PGA Tour wouldn't support it necessarily, but. It, it, this one just seems more like, hey, the PGA Tour is very much behind this thing, which makes me think that, yes, it's sort of a, a, a you know, a, a, a trial run, a trial balloon, uh, if you will, for what we're going to see at Colonial. I, I think the the problem, like, and I, I, you can't you can't test run for, I think, what will be the biggest problem for these guys, which is what we've talked about which is travel, which is getting there. There's only four guys. There's only whatever, eight guys. If you include caddies at this deal, now there will be more people involved in that, but that's the part that I I, I think, I don't even know that you necessarily need to trial run everything else. To me, it's all about the travel and how are you going to make that happen at a bigger event that, that is very much unlike this one. Yeah, we'll see. And, and and on that point, I was kind of surprised that um, maybe the the new and revised schedule wasn't more like there wasn't another Florida swing or a Northeast swing or things like that. It seems to be they're just flying all over the place, Kyle. Right? Yeah, which is which is <laughs> just seems. I mean, is there going to be like a big? Is Jason Day renting out a bunch of RVs to like transport people across the country? Jimmy Walker. Well, how's that going to go? Well, I, the way I sort of see it, because if you watch this thing, you've got some huge organizations jumping in behind because of the charitable aspect of it. I mean, Farmers Insurance with a million dollars for that Birdies and Eagles challenge. And then you've got the other organizations chiming $3 million in. And I would not be surprised whatsoever, given their current involvement with a tour, that a NetJets and all these sorts of folks don't step up and so say, okay, now we want to be partners. Yeah, we'll fly the folks to and from for some sort of a deal. So, so I would expect that the transport will probably be figured out because let's face it, a number of these guys aren't sitting on Delta um, 37C anywhere. And so- Yeah, but no, I, I disagree. The majority of them are, right? Like it, not everybody's Rory or Ricky or whoever. Like, and do we think NetJets is going to fly- however many people are involved 400 people to all these different events well there's more organizations than NetJets that do this sort of chartered travel so i, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. because i have seen chartered um flights before from the john deere to the open or wherever the case right. may be so so, so, so this is being taken care of trust me i mean for what i'm more concerned about is what a cbs crew are going to be doing in route to um Colonial, for argument's sakes, because we were on a call the other night where there may be potential quarantining for a few days. Who knows? So, so, but, but as far as the players are going, I, I think there'll be something figured out because every organization nowadays, if I'm a chairman of an organization, I want to be seen to be doing the right thing. And yeah. so for, uh, there will be partnerships that are built out of this, of that I'm convinced. NetJets, if you're listening, we're going to need a jet uh, in Mark's front yard to get him to uh, to get him to Colonial. Um, all right, Greg. So let's let's talk a little bit about kind of handicapping this a little bit and what you expect because we we heard Rory say something like, you know, he didn't touch golf clubs for seven weeks. We saw Shane Lowry chunking chip shots like I was. Like some of these guys have not picked up golf clubs. Like what caliber of golf do we expect to see? when these guys actually teed up you look at the rory mcelroy dustin johnson side of things and you're talking about 
I mean, if you're going to have a debate on who the most talented individual is on the PGA Tour, I think that's where the debate kind of starts and stops right there. You're dealing with um, two extremely talented individuals. And I'm, I'm of course, leaving out Tiger and, and Phil. These are kind of the in, in your you younger keep group going? of players. <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> These are two of the best, we'll say. Two of the most talented individuals in the game. And and it seems to me like a Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, they – they're probably amongst the least susceptible to risk, uh, to rust. In in my opinion, they're kind of it seems to be an extremely natural game. Now that's an outsider's perspective, outside looking in. You don't know what it actually takes in their daily routine. But to me, Rory McIlroy has two weeks to prepare. He's going to come out and look like the best player in the world. Dustin Johnson has two weeks to prepare. Uh, I, I think he's going to be ready to go. And, and if he hasn't been playing already, I think you're going to see a, a, some really nice play out of him. Now, on the other side of things, I, I don't know much about what Matthew Wolf has been doing, but I know Ricky Fowler has been playing with Justin Thomas and they've been playing with Balada uh, Balls and Persimmon Woods. And, uh, and, and also, JT posted a, a picture of a scorecard and Ricky Fowler shot 61 and beat him. So, was this event to me has some clubs and stuff like that. I think they were two separate things. Oh, okay. They played left-handed as well at one point. Right. <laughs> they've been, but I mean, they've been playing. They've been finding things to do. And Ricky, Ricky Fowler, to me, is a guy. This event has written all over it. I would not be surprised to see him go out there and shoot a really, really good round um, and kind of surprise some people because you look at it on the surface and it looks extremely lopsided until you until you see just based on world golf rankings, it's extremely, I mean, Ricky Fowler's down to 27th in the world. So it's extremely lopsided, but I I do believe that it'll be, especially in a a team skins event, probably a little bit more challenging to separate yourself as a team. If you're Rory and DJ. Well, we will find out on May 17th at Seminole, but gentlemen, if you don't want to wait until May 17th for a little competitive golf between professionals the european tour is having virtual events so they are going to be five one round tournaments hosted by trackman the headlining players include martin keimer juiced luton michael renzo vera lee westwood and burned Wiesberger. mark how is my pronunciation uh points for the accent attempt that's All good right. work there my friend no it's you did pretty well just Leighton, um but otherwise we're fine i mean you did a great job i i'm i'm i've always had high respect for the european tour and what they do with their social content i mean these guys Honestly, with respect to the tour and all the other organizations, the European tour guys are leading the charge. I mean, some of these things they've done pre-Ryder Cup where they had like Rory and company in a car calling up Thomas Bjorn saying they needed a cryo chamber in the team room and they had him going on. I mean, this... It, it takes buy-in from the players, and and you know I'm 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 interested at this. It's an idea that's been pitched to many folks, but um, as, as as far as the comparison between Rory, DJ, and company playing 18 hole skins, and me watching five guys play on their simulators, um, sorry, not so much. Not not exactly the same thing, uh, Kyle. It is going to be ten. The winner will receive uh, ten thousand dollars to give to a charity of their choice. Uh, I, I kind of uh, agree with Mark here. This will hold me over. This will be like a little a little nugget, a little appetizer before we get to see 
you know, Rory, DJ, Ricky, and Wolf go out there, and that'll be kind of a little bigger, a small plate, so to speak, before we get the entree in June. So we're, we're getting closer. What do you think about this event the Euro Tour is doing? It's it's coffee golf, but instead of us drinking coffee, everybody will be drinking coffee because they'll just be sitting in their living rooms also. Uh, whatever. It's fine. It's something. You know, I if you, if you had to pick a, a tour uh, that was going to do it, you'd pick the European. European tour will do anything, They're right? The best. Yeah. Which is great. Like, I, that is not a slight at them. I think it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to like be live blogging it or anything. Yeah, I um... oh, no, that would make it worth my while. You know, if KP was there with the Twitter <laughs> and commenting on every second shot aside, I'd be all engaged. I, I love what the Euro Tour does though. Like the like the you know the five hundred chances to make a hole in one. Like they're they're very, very good at this stuff. Uh but yeah, I'm not sure if this moves the needle. I would watch no eye two straight hours of the five hundred chances to make a hole in one. Me too. Like get Thomas Peters out there, get all the guys that are just come, but get John Rahm out there. Yeah. Combustible guys. (laughs) Oh my God. Get, uh, uh, Terrell has Terrell had Terrell Hatton. I think he did. Did he do it? I think so. I think he did. The best one I think was, uh, Andy Sullivan. Um, didn't Andy Sullivan almost make it on his first shot. And then like, (laughs) like he almost jars it for a whole shot. Number one. And then, Oh man, that was so good. Yeah. It's, it's so good. But yeah, this, this kind of brings up a broader question that we're discussing a little bit uh, off air. Are are we concerned about, um, cause I I think you leave the PGA tour and you're like, okay, they, they seem pretty set, you know, going forward. Is there concern about, non PGA tour organizations, including maybe the European tour in terms of, the financial viability going into the future. I mean, have you, how much have you guys read or thought about some, some of that stuff? So I read, uh, yeah, go go ahead, Greg. But before you say that, uh, because you actually brought this up before we went live, I I think the, the jarring comparison here and and both are doing great and all that stuff. But when the PGA tour has, I don't want to call it the buying power, but essentially the buying power to get millions of dollars donated in their event. And, and the European tour is doing $10,000 to the chosen charity. Like both are great, obviously, but I think it's a stark contrast, Greg. It is a stark contrast. And you can look at, there, there are a number of things you can look at. One being the FedEx cup bonus pool versus the, um, the race to Dubai bonus pool. You're talking about $70 million. If you combine FedEx and, and Wyndham rewards to $10 million. And, and it, it's a, that uh, really stark contrast, as you said. Now, I read a very interesting article uh, in the Global Golf Post, and basically they highlighted a lot of these things that you mentioned. The, the efforts that the European Tour makes in social media are great. Everybody enjoys them. It gives the, them um, a look of being cool, fun, and hip, willing to try anything. It, it's, it's strongly appreciated, and I haven't heard anybody say that it's a bad idea or that they're not doing a great job. Everybody is on the same page that they're doing a great job, but the timing of this coronavirus has been really, really bad for them. They, these things on social media cost them uh, a significant amount of money. They went through a revamp of their website that cost them a significant amount of money. And basically the European tours, big cash cow, the thing that makes them uh, the, the major- large majority of their dollars is the Ryder Cup to the point where, which only cashes in every four years, their budgets are on four-year cycles because they're they're reliant so much on 
the Ryder Cup. So the promotion is great, but in a time like this, it's turned out to be uh, something of harm. And I worry that what we heard with the purses being cut and the uh, courtesy cars being cut and the, the elite player lounges being cut, I worry that that's just the start of something that is uh, much more severe. Yeah. So, so real quick, two things on that one, I think people don't realize how dependent they are on that Ryder cup revenue. And I think you, you have to use that as a lens through which to view some of like the way that we're talking about the Ryder cup right now of like, Oh, well, if they they just bump it to 2021 and 2023 and you're like, well, can you even do that? If the, if you're the European tour, like, can you, can you, uh, like, can you float that financially? I have no idea. I'm, I'm, that's not, that's nothing that I'm like reporting or anything. I just think that they are, they, they are so dependent on that revenue that if you move it out, it becomes problematic. Uh, and then the second thing is, I think you have to wonder like, and we've talked to everybody, this is like the biggest open secret in golf of like the world tour thing. Like, is that something that becomes as, as a tour like that maybe becomes a little bit more vulnerable? Is there the opportunity there for, for you to combine everything and and create this global tour. I don't know if that's what evolves out of the pandemic, but I do think it's more on the table than it was say four, five, six, seven months ago. I, I, I wonder on that. Um, the, another thing that was mentioned in this article was the TV deals and how the TV deals for the PGA tour are extremely lucrative as we all know. Um, but when you, when you get into the European tour TV deals, they're a little bit different for reasons more than just the fact that it's not the PGA Tour. You're talking about um, a landscape that is quite broad and you have coverage over the entire world, multiple time zones, multiple week to week. The, the amount of geographic land that the European Tour covers versus the PGA Tour is a lot more. So I wonder if spreading into a global tour could be somewhat problematic. We largely, I mean, there are, yes, the PGA tour has events in there. There is a swing through Asia. There are events throughout the world, but, um, when they're, when they're concentrated and they tend to be in the fall time, would that play into a television contract in any way? I, I don't know. So I, I have some concerns about the, the global tour, but I think the PGA tour could possibly run a secondary tour somewhere else in the world. Like they do with PGA tour, um, Latino America and PGA Tour China and the McKenzie Tour and things like that. All right. Well, we'll leave it there because there is a lot that we will uh, see as as golf returns and, and what the new normal is. On the other side, we are going to debate some of golf's most contested terms. But first, let's take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. 
The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. And we're back. All right, gentlemen, this is inspired by Golf Digest Shane Ryan and his recent article where he basically uh, said, hey, here are some of the most contested terms. I think, Mark, this is right up your alley considering uh, <laughs> what what you can and cannot or do and do not say specifically on air. But we'll start with this one, Mark. And I, I have to admit, I did not know this was really even a debate until like a week ago. Can golf be a verb? So is that like what? I'm going golfing or I played golf? You know what? This is one of the list of these that I, I, I'm sort of fluid on because, look, just to set me, put me in context, I'm the old guy in the group. We know that. I use terms like the Twitter and the YouTube and such. <laughs> Greg YouTube. has made that point. <laughs> um, and, and I am dictatorial when it comes to um texting and, and, and punctuating sentences correctly and using, you know, capitals and such uh, that, that winds me up if you misspell something, but I've been the guy over recent years that will say, have you been golfing lately? It, it, it's sort of become the vernacular, which as I look at myself, I'm like, I must've taken a step away from who I really am, but I'm loose on this one. So I'm like, yeah, you can go and golf. You know, it's, it doesn't make sense, but golfing to me nowadays has, has, has become a thing. I was trying to figure out like how, which, which version of this I use. And, and Kyle, I, I think I'm with Mark on this. I say, Hey, we went golfing. We were golfing. Let's go play. I think I use them kind of interchangeably. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. I think it bothers me the least because I, it affects me the least. I, I don't really ever like use it in like work in my work world. Like, I don't say like Rory went golfing today. Come like, on, I, do it in know. the next hour. <laughs> oh, well, I, I just, there's no, like, there's no, there's never a context in which that like happens. So I don't know. This is the one that I'm sort of the most probably, I don't know. There, there might be one or two others, but just dismissive of, cause I'm just like, I don't, whatever. Like, I, I don't care. I can see this. They were golfing on a late Sunday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Rory en route to the green jacket in the career Grand Slam. Uh, Greg, do you have a hot take on this? This one bothers me. It, oh, this one bothers me more than, more than any others on here. I it, it just it sits wrong with me. I, I'm uncomfortable. My heart rate starts to go up and flutter when people uh, say this. It just it doesn't feel right to me. It's are, are you going basketballing later? Yeah, you're going. <laughs> you're going. You're hooping. You're hooping. I mean, uh, you're balling. The only yeah. one. The there's only one. There you sport. go. Yeah, but, it's yeah. true. But balling is a verb. Now that doesn't mean necessarily playing basketball. It means playing basketball quite well, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> Who made that? Who made that a verb? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like it. Um, do you? Do you golf? Oh, I know somebody, and he golfs. It. It bothers me. It's something that you play. <laughs> it's not something. It just it, it irks me the wrong way. So uh, no, I'm totally against it. It cannot be a verb. I was not expecting you to have be the one who had the hot take on that. <laughs> <But> I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad you did though. That was a nice. Well, here surprise. we here we are. Uh, now I feel like we are going to get some hot takes about this one. Uh, albatross versus double eagle. I've I think I have my own hot takes on this, but Mark, let's let's start with you. I think there's one answer here. 
there should not even be a debate. I was mortified when I saw this comparison <laughs> on this list of stuff. Double Eagle, that is just, that, that is down there with Beelzebub to me. That, that, that term belongs in purgatory and slightly below. Don't even, don't even bring this to me. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't even make sense, Kyle. Like, no, okay, so no. you've it's got nonsense. Birdie is one under. So two under should either be double birdie. Or if you're going to go <laughs> double bird, that's fine. Okay. So Eagle at minus two, but then three under like a double Eagle should be four under like how twice, you know, minus two doubled is minus four. I, I, I don't understand this. It It's so easy to just get a bigger bird each and every time. Like this, this is a double Eagle should not exist. It's an albatross. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very straightforward. One of my friends who's really bad at golf actually came up with a system one time in which he, he doubled the par. So every par four that he played was a par eight. So he had to come up with new terms for like, like under par. So if you made a seven, that was a birdie. Sure. And then like eight, uh, a six was like a big birdie. And then, <laughs> so like, I, I think like in that, in that instance, it would apply, but double eagle otherwise, just get it out of here. It's dumb. Well, it reminds me of when kids are going to play golf and they have the par limit and they say, when you get to double par, then you have to pick up your golf ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a question for Greg. Greg, a hole in one and a par five. Do you know what that term is? Man, that's four under. I could go with double eagle for that. No, I, I don't. It's, I've never heard of such a thing. It's actually a condor. It's Google a condor. It. It's a condor. Really? Go check yeah, the sounds Google. Like a, have people sounds like a... That sounds like the setting for a new Ricky Fowler commercial involving farmers. Turkey vultures. Turkey vultures. <laughs> <Turkey> vulture. <laughs> Big birdie. Uh, Greg, Greg uh, so on the other side of par, though, you've got bogey, double bogey, triple bogey. You just keep going. Uh, are you going to surprise us with a hot take on this one? No. Uh, this one to me, I, I feel, I would say, less passionately about about it than than the rest of you. Although I'm definitely, it makes more sense Double, double Eagle doesn't make any sense other than the fact the only thing about this one is it's so rare. It's like a condor. Nobody's <laughs> making a condor, so it doesn't really matter what it's called. There are albatross, uh, an albatross or a double eagle is an extremely rare thing, and so it doesn't come up very often. Kyle's likely not going to write about it more than you know a handful of times in a year. Um, so it definitely doesn't really irk me that much and a double eagle the only thing that i can reason my way through on this is hey uh it's better than an eagle but it, it's still there's no logic to it so i'm definitely on the albatross side i just you know that that's where i am it doesn't make any sense all right mark yeah. i think we're getting into some of the telecast terms here for yeah we you. are so sand trap versus bunker um i I don't really care what you call it, but I'm sure there is a, a guideline that, that you follow, Mark. Well, it depends on what side of the Atlantic you find yourself, I guess, first off. You know, if you're European influence, it's a bunker and it's a grass bunker. Um, and because it's, it's derivative of a bunker in wartime, you know, because you're sort of hidden behind something underground. Um, over here in the States, sand trap is a bit more acceptable. But from a broadcast point of view, a sand trap is kind of frowned upon a little bit. There are certain places that you better not say sand trap. Um, and, and, and for me, it's a bunker. Uh, but, but I'm sort of wishy-washy on this one, to be honest with you. Why, why is sand trap frowned upon? 
I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I, I'm not a decision maker here. I just know <laughs> what I'm supposed to say and things I've got to avoid. And, and, and so I, I, I will always say bunker. You'll probably, if you hear me say sand trap, it was a mistake on my behalf. You're being held sure. hostage by somebody. Someone, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how we'll know. We'll send help. If you say stand travel, we'll send help. Yeah, exactly. That's that's like the, the the secret word. What what's that? The safe word, right? Safe word. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm I'm with Mark Bunker. I, I don't know. I I don't. I kind of feel like this, like I do, uh, or about this, like I do with golf being a verb. I'm just kind of like eh, I don't I don't care that much. I probably lean toward bunker, but I I don't feel any passion about it. So for me, I'm, I'm definitely bunker on this. Um, and for a couple of reasons, one, as, as Mark alluded to, there's historic, some historical reference to it. Second, as a coach, sand trap has a negative connotation to it. It's it, you're, you're trapped. This is, this is a bad thing. You don't want, most this folks is, are there. Yeah, that's, well, that, I thought that was the point. It is a bad thing. It's not a good if thing. You're gonna, if you're going to tell yourself that you're trapped, then you're going to be trapped. I don't want you to tell yourself you're trapped. This is a bunker. We learn how to hit bunker shots and and uh, and we can get out of them. So I, I am 100% all in bunker on this one. I like how uh, Rick and I and, and even Mark are just very like ambivalent about these. And Rick has like a five-step plan to change each one of them into like, <laughs> what they actually should be. Or excuse me, Greg. I said, I said, Rick, Greg. Yeah. yeah. I've thought about these things. These come up all, they bother me. Yeah. No, you, I, I, Greg is like pacing his living room. Yeah, right he now. is. <laughs> I, I just need to recognize Kyle for use of the word ambivalent. Yeah, that is a serious contender for word of the day. Nice job, you, uh, th thank you. Thank you. Do you guys have any other, uh, I was talking about this with some friends the other day. They, they don't, they don't cover golf, but they were asking if I had any pet peeves, like as it relates to the broadcast, like when, when announcers say something, uh, that is just really just grind your gears or frustrating. I couldn't really come up with a ton. Um, one of the ones that I've heard that annoys one of my friends who is in the industry and is a broadcaster is when an announcer says, well, he's got less than driver here. And you're <laughs> like, well, that's, there's like 12 different clubs that could be like, what do we <laughs> there is a graphic guy who works for uh, NBC works for across the platforms, really. A lot of them do. And, and I said that one time and he got the producer to get in my ear and say, now that you've used that, you have to use more than putter on a future call. So if you've got a lesson, you, like he's it. got more than putter. And, and there are a few of those. One that winds me up to that point is if an announcer, and I'm calling myself out here, looks at you and goes, well, this putter's makeable. Surely every putter's makeable. Every, every shot is makeable, right? So if you tell me it's a makeable putter, I'm like, oh, really? Didn't realize this one. Yeah. I definitely give, there are some of those that you, you roll your eyes at, but I, I give these guys a little bit of leeway. I mean, they're, I don't think it's a very easy oh, thing to you. do. Right. I, I mean, there's a lot of airtime to fill and there are things that we say that we're used to saying, like we, we just, um, we've always done things a certain way. And these are some sayings that come up and some of them may not be all that rational, but I, I don't necessarily give them too much of a hard time over it. Hey, to that, I, I want to say to you guys and everyone listening to this, we talked about PGA Tour Live earlier, and they're putting out some cool content as well. And every Friday, they have a You Call It segment. Go and look on their Twitter handle. And they show three clips, and you can submit your calls. And if you win, 
then they repost these things and you get a little <laughs> bit of a brouhaha made about you. So uh, it's, it, it's gotta be so, I mean, I just, I have a lot of respect for, for uh, Dan Hicks and, and guys like Jim Nant. Like it's just, it's really hard. Like it's not, I think people sit at home and they're like, Oh, this, you know, Joe Buck sucks. And it's like, <laughs> actually he's, he's really good. And what he's doing is, is very difficult uh, to do. One that I use by the way, that, um, I annoy myself when I say it, but I still say it often. Oh, it's a ball strikers course. It's oh, a ball yeah. strikers course. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. well, no crap. Like they're all. I mean, like that's the that's the deal. Like that's the game. Like what? What am I? Why am I saying that? Uh, I it sure makes sense it, to me. It makes sense. I mean, the, a ball striker's place is somewhere that's hard and fast and not very receptive, and you better strike the ball well to be able to contend. So I think it's a shortcut, you know, because a lot of announcing is brevity. You got to say something insightful in few in a few words, and and ball strikers are sort of announcing vernacular. It's kind of jargon, I guess. All right, this next one, I feel like we only get access to a couple times a year, uh, but it's tied versus all square. Now, Mark, we'll, we'll start right back here with you because this has changed recently, right? Didn't this oh. used to be all square and now we're going to tie? Like, what's happening here? Oh, my. You are now, you are opening up scar tissue for me. <laughs> because I was on the announced crew uh, at the Dell match play shortly after the terms had been changed. And I saw the folks in the television compound scrambling to change graphics that had been built many moons before. And then we were given this list of things to say, like, um, I didn't even think Dormy was a thing and all square and tied. And I was like, why are we doing this? All square is all square is all square. And I didn't even change. I didn't use the term tired. I think I used it once. But my producer was moaning at me nonstop. He's like, it's tired now. And I'm like, no. It's all squared in my world, and it will always be all square. Respect to the USGA. Uh, Kyle, all squared or tied? It's all square. Tied is just, yeah, it's like a double eagle. I just get it out of, off my television. <laughs> I love Greg? It. I'm in the all square category, too. I don't, I don't necessarily understand why we're... Look, it's like we just said about sportscasters. There are certain things that you say that are going to come out like it's a ball strikers golf course. I've used that one countless times and will continue to. We just we say certain things and uh, this putt is to square the match. That's mm. that's a, that's golf. And so I, I'm I'm in the all square category. But part of me feels like we're doing some of this stuff like tied to like include people who don't follow golf. And it's like, my man, like if you're watching, uh, like a, like a Friday morning match at the Dell technologies, like you're, you're pretty into golf. Like you're going to know what all square is. Like, I, I don't, I just, I think sometimes we do these things and we're like, Oh, well more, it'll, it'll bring more people in. And I'm not against like, uh, having public courses and opportunities for kids to play and all that stuff. But tied versus all square it just seems silly or, or if in within three minutes if you can't figure out what all square means and they're showing you the scorecard <laughs> like i don't think tide's gonna help you like it's it's not that difficult uh all right this next one this kind of like i i understand which each one is but i don't know if it's kind of like double eagle where i don't think it makes a lot of sense so there's two here so mark it's alternate shot versus foursomes and then better ball versus four ball. So where do you lie on, on those options? 
if it's okay with you, Rick, I'm going to punt right now to Greg because I have a feeling okay. that this one might be right in his wheelhouse. So I'll follow him. <laughs> he has a big smile on his face. <laughs> well, I'm just happy to be here with you guys. So, of course, I'm smiling. Uh, to, so, to me, I I prefer alternate shot because it's just it, it tells you exactly what it is. It, this yes. is alternate shot. It, it's black and white. There's no figuring, wait, four sums. Okay, four sums, that means that you're hitting the ball some of the time. So that's <laughs> alternate shot. I, I'm not in the- <laughs> that's, that's not what it means, right? I like that. That's a good way to remember it. That, but that is, That's how I remember it. I, I don't want to have to do a conversion in my head. Alternate shots, alternate shot. Better ball, it, it, it's the same thing. It makes more sense than four ball. The thing that does get me uh, is best ball. Best ball gets thrown around. Best ball is scramble. Best ball is better ball. Best ball is uh, is actually best ball. It takes over all of these things, and you know, I, better ball to me, I, I, I'm a fan of. Uh, okay, I so, think g- g- uh, Kyle, I understand four ball. Okay, you, they're playing four balls, uh, four sums. I, I guess there's still four of you out there, but it's alternate shot. I don't understand how that makes sense to call it four sums. Yeah, it, it should be alternate shot and four ball. That, that that's right. the that's the straightforward way to say it I, I i as somebody who has messed this up for the last eight presidents and Ryder cups every single time uh d- give me alternate shot and then give me four ball because in four ball there's always four uh balls in play like the, that's what you're you're playing four balls throughout the entire hole and then you take the best two at the end or whatever and that's yeah that's how it should be Mark, is it is it four ball and alternate shot? Is that the right combo? This is one of those things where it depends where you grew up. Um, you know, where I grew up, it was always foursomes because it was the RNA overseeing rules. So in the rest of the world where the RNA oversees the rules, it's foursomes. And to us folks, that's natural. You come to America and it's alternate shot. And you bring up a good point. Alternate shot is easy to understand. But it's one of the things... I'll never forget when we moved over here, my father said to me, he goes, America makes the best road signs. They are impossible to miss. (laughs) And they're also very easy to understand. And it might not make sense, but just follow the road sign. Now, if you over here in the States and you pull into a parking area, there will be a sign that says no parking written out over somewhere else. There'd be a P with a line through it. And that's just how the United States works. So alternate shot works over here foursomes works elsewhere i love the term foursomes i do as far as the better ball or best ball or four ball four ball is hard to understand so i will always gravitate to to better ball or to best ball uh speaking of the rna one thing i think we should adopt here in the u.s is uh games so not tea times not groups not pairings game 21 Mm -hmm. game 25 i think that's awesome that's pretty strong i'm a fan of that i like it i like the games too that, that kind of leads us into our next one, and I, I have a feeling we'll get a consensus here. Uh, the British Open versus the Open Championship, Greg. This is, I think, I think we'll we'll all match yeah. on this one. Yeah, if if it were the Open Championship from the dawn of time, if it were always, and if there were never a British Open, I I could go with it. But the fact that it was the British Open and it's shifted to just the Open. I mean, are they going to play it outside of Britain at some point? Where do we, I, I know you play it in because because Scotland and Wales isn't that part of Britain here, Mark? I'll, it was originally the Open Championship, it right? And was, then it shifted it, and then it shifted to the British Open. 
and then now it's back to the open. I'm I, I I'm going to be the stick in the mud here. It's the open. The funniest, I, not, the even, fu- not even the open championship. It's the open. The funniest thing that uh, Nick Faldo has ever said was he was on a uh, he. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. He was on one of those pre-event conference calls that they do like midweek or whatever. And he said, I, I don't get it. Like it used to be the open championship. Now it's just the open in five years. It's just going to be the, like we're just going to call it the, <laughs> which, which I thought was really funny. Um, I'm with Mark. I think it's the open. I, I, I think that there's this like weird backlash of like, I, I, there's this, like, it gets politicized, honestly. Like it, there's it this weird thing where it's like, it's the British open. And, and you're like, well, okay. Like, do you, like and then like Europeans get mad and like there's all these weird things. I just think the open sounds coolest. Like is that a is that a bad position to take that I that I'm saying the one that I feel like sounds the coolest? Well, no, for me, does. I mean, go, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, after, after you. Go I ahead. was just gonna say to me the open is the U.S. Open. I grew up here, right? I was born here. I, this is uh, my speaking national. Of, open. Speaking of politicizing things, yeah, go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's proper. But I just to when I when um, when the Open is called the Open, not the British Open. To me, it's like that should be that one's in Britain. It should be the British Open. This one's in the U.S. That's the U.S. Open. There's an Australian Open in golf and in tennis, and and that's there's a Scottish Open. That's the Scottish Open. It just it makes a little bit more sense to me. So I'm I'm definitely in the British Open camp. Rick, okay. what are you? Uh, so I always thought. The British Open was a very American-centric way of just saying like that championship across the pond. So I, I, I always <laughs> thought it was I always thought it was kind of a little bit I don't want to say lazy, but like very American-centric. So like, okay, so I'm from I'm from Philadelphia originally. If I go somewhere else and on the menu it says a Philly cheesesteak, that's not a cheesesteak. You shouldn't have to tell me that it's a Philly cheesesteak if it should just say cheesesteak and it should be good. I kind of feel like similarly, you don't have to say it's the British Open. It is the Open Championship. Wow. I, see, I, I didn't think this is where we were. Rick, <laughs> Either did you're I. On, you're, on a, you're on an island, Greg. I'm on, on an island. island. Rick I island. This. Or uh, Greg Island. Well, check this out. What's surprising to me is through all of this, there's been so much agreement between Kyle and myself. I'd I'd want some investigation to start. (laughs) But, but, But bear this in mind, okay? The Masters was originally the Masters Invitational. Then it was the U.S. Masters for a while. And now it's the Masters. You guys can say it in the American accent. That is such a cool sound. The Open. But I'll tell you, you use the term grinds my gears. It winds me up. When someone over here talks about the U.S. Open as the Open, and I'm like, uh-uh, it is the U.S. Open. It has been the U.S. Open. It always will be the U.S. Open. Even Curtis Strange, he talks about winning the Open. I'm like, Curtis, you won two U.S. Opens. You never won the Open. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from with that, right? You're getting the the name is is incorrect. It's shortened. I I, I can buy that. I just wonder how many Americans feel the same way as you. Like, I wonder which side the general public would be on. We'll, we'll do a Twitter poll. We'll do a Twitter we poll. Should. It'd make a <laughs> great poll. So what, here's a question, Greg. What do they call waffles in Belgium? I guess do they call them Belgian waffles. <laughs> I guess they just call them waffles. <laughs> so this is, this is so highly contested that we're actually going to bring in uh, producer Jacob. It needs a word on this as well, I believe. <laughs> 
I do, because uh, we all seem to have come to consensus that it's the Open Championship on this podcast, but for SEO, search engine optimization, it's the British Open all day, baby, oh, yeah. which uh, ultimately uh, is uh, going to keep the coffers yep. full here. So if you see on the, on the title for the podcast, British Open canceled, that's why, baby. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that, that's a great point and that's something that we've talked about editorially is is and i can't, I can't remember we've gone we've done this a hundred different ways i think the last instruction that we got was british open in the title the open championship first reference in the article and then the open thereafter which just makes the whole thing even more confusing probably yeah well, you know last year the pga championship the pga of america were trying to change the name to the pga just the PGA. And it was met, met with mixed reviews. And eventually, and we were said, it's referenced as the PGA, not the PGA Championship. I'm not sure how it's going to be now in 2020 and beyond. But there was some movement, certainly, by the governing body to take championship out of the name and just make it the PGA. Speaking of that, I think the most, maybe the most misunderstood thing by casual golf fans is the difference between the PGA Tour and the PGA of America. My, I was talking to my dad about this. My dad follows golf closely. Like he watches everything and he did not, I, I don't know if he didn't realize or understand or whatever that the PGA of America runs the PGA championship and the Ryder cup and the PGA tour runs everything else. That's, you know, not the masters, the open and the U S open. Like he, he, the open. he just, you notice he said the open. Yeah, I did. I did that on accident, but he, Look, he just I, didn't, he didn't know that. <laughs> I will say, I, I call it should be called what it is. You should call it the Open because it, it's the Open. Right? You should call it the U.S. Open because it's the U.S. Open. So this is I'm, sounds like a backpedal, right? This here. is not a backpedal. Dion and his prime. I'm not going out there writing writing the the British Open in in uh, in script in text whatever you want. To call it. <laughs> script? What are you talking about? Hieroglyphic <laughs> calligraphy. Yeah, I write on scrolls, but. Uh, but I just think that the British Open makes more sense. Uh, okay, uh, we'll, we'll uh, real quick, Kyle. When you type "tour" outside of PGA Tour, do you find yourself capitalizing it? No, I get so annoyed <laughs> that it's capitalized. Why is it capitalized? Why is the Players' Championship? I feel like I'm being yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a question I have on this because I've dealt with this recently. When you're talking about uh, somebody who's won the Players' championship and you're writing kyle this is to you uh because we don't know what to do when we're writing on our scrolls do you say the <laughs> do you say the 2018 the players championship or, or the players champion is it the 2018 players champion how do you because the the is all capitalized too so i've no, got the, I'm, the, the isn't capitalized the is small is it yeah the, the oh, has got the capital i think yeah T. i think that's right I have very, I have strong feelings about some of this stuff, way stronger than golf being a verb. The, <laughs> the other one that's problematic is the Memorial Tournament. Jeez, that's I was about to say. With yes. a, oh, man. A small, with a small T, right? With a small T. It, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. Like, well, why, why is it like that? I, I don't uh -huh. understand. To answer your question, Greg, I usually, and it probably gets edited out, I go with the most like casual vernacular possible. So not only will I not include the the, but I'll just say the the Rory was the player's winner. I don't even say player's championship winner. I'll just say the player's winner 
in 2019 gotcha. or whatever. Because on the on the PGA Tour schedule, it it does say the the Players Championship. The is capitalized. It's part of the it's part it's part of the Caps Lock Slam. The Zozo, the yeah. Players, the what Northern else? Trust. Northern Trust. Yeah. Hey, is is it the Players Championship? I thought it was just the players. No, the championship is on the end there. Yeah. Hmm. Go ahead, producer Jacob. I was going to say, in a previous life before I was doing the podcast, a lot of what my work was was working for CBS Sports HQ, making graphics, mm. doing a lot of golf. And I, I, it's terrible for the community. It was a mutual parting of ways, but good riddance to a military tribute at the Greenbrier. Because yes, fitting that on a lower third with a character limit and working in you know, every other information in addition to getting the name of the actual tournament, just terrible. Also, the American Express, another terrible tournament name for search engine optimization. Okay, I see your the military tribute at the Greenbrier. I raise you the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open. Or how about the there Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard? Uh, <laughs> there, was, there was one. Uh, what was it? I think it was the... I think John Rom won it. Okay, here it is. Last year, he finished T2. This is on the European tour. This is the full name of the event. The Astro, the, I, I can't even say all these words. The Estrella Dam NA Andalusia Masters hosted by the Sergio Garcia Foundation. Get the hell out of here with that name. <laughs> that is absurd. Kyle, I've got one more question for you. So when you in Muirfield Village, Ohio, and yeah. you're writing at the memorial and you start a sentence with the memorial, whatever is it capitalized <laughs> to start the sentence? Yeah, it's got, yeah, yeah, it's gotta be <laughs> that, right, that, got that, it. that, that trumps the nonsense of it not being capitalized within the name. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, we're going to leave. <laughs> we're going to take a couple of deep breaths and we're going to regroup for next time. Uh, but remember, if you want more of this content, we've recorded a lot of evergreen stuff over the past couple of weeks. Colin Morikawa, Ian Poulter, a ton of Masters content. Go back and check that out. And you can listen to it on your smart speaker by asking it to play the First Cut Golf Podcast. Make sure to say the word golf. Apparently, you get some weird results if you don't. So that's not on us. I told you to say golf. I'd like to thank uh, all three of, of, of the gentlemen for today. Mark Immelman. That's at Mark underscore Immelman. It's Greg Ducharme at The Real GFD. And it's Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. I'm Rick Gaiman, and we'll see you next time. I told you imaginary friends are real. This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.